1: or wherever you
2: get your podcasts. I'm Danny Shapiro, and this is The Way We Live Now. Today is day 84, since our pets are wondering if we're ever leaving home again. And day 36 of this podcast. My guest today may sound somewhat familiar to devoted listeners of this podcast. Remember Surge? the chef who had been cooking his beautiful Armenian food each and every day, today's guest is Serge's twin brother, flight attendant and yoga instructor, Ruben Medikians. Ruben, thank you so much for joining me to talk about the way we live now.
3: Thank you, Danny, for uh, giving me the opportunity. It's a pleasure to be here.
2: So describe to me in as much detail as you can where you are right now. What are you looking at? What are you seeing?
3: At the moment, I am in the kitchen of my house slash uh, yoga studio in um, New York. I'm looking at my uh, uh, stove from the uh, stovetop from the 1960s and beyond that, um, my garden. Um, in my yard, actually, I don't have a garden, and my pine trees, a maple tree, and was trying to decide uh, what else do I need to do in the yard later this afternoon.
2: I hear a bird behind you, and it's making me smile because one of the things that I've done during uh, this time is um, I heard about an app where you c- it's basically like Shazam for Birds. And <laughs> you hear the bird chirping and then you record the bird and then the app tells you what kind of bird it is. And it's, it's really sweet. Uh,
3: what I have noticed is um, there is quite a few uh, variety of birds that I'm noticing this year. And I've asked a few friends and they're saying the same thing. And I'm generally early riser and um, they are singing early in the morning starting at five o'clock in the morning. So mm-hmm. it's great to wake up to their sound. Mm. And yes, I have my kitchen window open, and that's why you hear that, the, them singing.
2: That's great. It's like you're sharing it with us. So Ruben, you are both a flight attendant and a yoga teacher.
3: I am. I, I started doing yoga before I became a flight attendant. Um, I never saw myself as a yoga teacher until um, my med. 30s, uh, 36, 37. Mm. I've been consistently doing that and then teaching since uh, my late 30s.
2: Mm. What was your life like before COVID hit? Um, Just describe if, if there's such a thing like a typical week in your life.
3: I generally fly on from Thursday to Sunday or Monday I try to just fly Thursday to Sunday about um, eight years ago I decided to change my schedule and be available to teach yoga on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays and then uh, commit to flying um, Thursday through Sunday and try to have Mondays off just for self-care um, and the reason I decided on Tuesdays and Wednesdays is on Wednesday nights. Um, for the past ten years, I've been teaching two groups of. And when I looked as to how I was going to uh, change my schedule slightly, I decided to fly on weekends because I certainly did not want to give up uh, those two groups of classes that uh, that I was teaching. And then Tuesdays, I do a lot of privates. And then I fly my flying. Uh, I mostly do domestic, uh, which means I fly within the United States. Uh, but I do some international, uh, going to visit friends. Um, so I spend my time mostly between New York, L.A., San Francisco, some Caribbean, and some um, Europe. Life before was Reuben would wake up at anywhere from. 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning on Thursday mornings, get in his car, either listen to a book or just meditate or dance, depending what the mood was, all the way to JFK or LaGuardia and fly for four or five days, stay in Soho in between and then come back and uh, get really grounded with teaching most of Tuesday and Wednesday. And when I have time, um, I also like swimming, so I go to Sharon for some uh, early morning swimming, but I have not been able to do that as of late. Mm. That was my life before COVID.
2: It's so fascinating, Ruben. I mean, the yin-yang or the, you know, the sort of difference between being literally up in the air, you know, flying um, as as your, you know, one of your one of your day jobs and... And then being in the kind of grounding, earthy, you know, slowness of of yoga and yoga practice.
3: Yes and yes. Um, You know, I took off from flying for five years. And then I had the absolute pleasure of working uh, with Dr. uh, Tal Ben-Shahar. And it was through his work that I realized that uh, the both worlds... Don't have to be separate, mm-hmm. nor uh, nor are they inherently opposing one another. And also doing some self-reflection, I realized that uh, being a flight is something that I had always uh, enjoyed and uh, thrived in. And some of the most rewarding times, aside from personal reward, but uh, career reward, Uh, was when I was a flight attendant. So I decided to go back to flying after taking five years off. Mm, mm -hmm. And it has been a great um, uh, marriage. Mm. It truly has, at least for me. And flying, although it can be ungrounding, but I think um, the way that I approach it is one, I really enjoyed the work. And the lifestyle that it provides, but I really relate to my to to the individuals that I work with and to my passengers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really grounds me. that really inspires me. and it also is a great uh, platform to study human behavior and study human nature and how we relate to one another.
2: I can imagine. and there's such a lesson in that too, because really. What you're saying is it's not, you know, this or that. It's this and that. the the yes. co- the coexisting of what might be seemingly, you know, on the surface of things opposite, but actually is all part of the same life
3: it's all relational. Mm-hmm. It is really all relational. We like to say it is this or that, and seldom this and that can mix. But I think, as um I was listening to your podcast with Galen, it, it it is relational and it is finding the connectivity. And I've always been a seeker of connection. Mm.
2: When did you realize that things were changing and that COVID was coming and that it was going to be
3: big? I think late late February is where I realized um at least at the yoga studio that things were shifting and um, I started getting a lot of people that said I'm busy or no, I cannot come this week. And then by um, second week of March, uh, uh, practically my um, yoga studio pretty much went dark. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't the case on the planes. The planes were full uh, all the way to end of March. I, I can't, And I was doing a lot of LA and the shift really happened not domestically for me, but I had to go to Brussels and we happened to go to Brussels on the day that we got there early in the morning, but at 12 midnight that day, Brussels had shut everything down. So by the time we landed Everything was shut down, and I had just been in Brussels just two weeks earlier. Such a vibrant city, and um, there was nothing at the hotel that we were staying. We we're not even permitted to be in the um, in the lobby. So if we wanted food service, uh, we could, which we could only have room service. Uh, we would have to go downstairs, pick it up, and take it to our room. And mm-hmm. that's when I thought, "Wow!" And we. When there with the full flight, we came back with only about um, 30 people on the plane. So that's when it really hit for me.
2: Right. You spoke about part of your pleasure in being a flight attendant, being able to study uh, human behavior. And is there anything that you noticed in the shifting? I mean, I was also traveling in early March uh, And was meant to do a lot of traveling, you know, well into the spring. What did you notice in terms of the way that people began to treat travel differently or each other differently?
3: Everything just became, um, you know, there was more space in everything. Um, And what I mean by that, it's, uh, you know, uh, the planes generally can hold 200 people, or to 250 people, and now the plane is going out with only 30 people. Uh, Our first class can hold anywhere from 36 to 40 people, Um, and the last time I went to LA and back, I only had four people in a cabin that generally holds 40. I think people at the time were more quieter. I haven't flown for the past um, three weeks. Uh, so I can attest to what is happening this week. So the only thing I can say is there is more space. There are more layers. And somehow I am the flight attendant that is the one who's really talkative. I am the one that comes and shakes your hand at Mm. that flight and thanks you. I am the one that will hold the baby for you, but I can't do any of that anymore. So Mm. it seems that it just has become two dimensional. And one of the most important human nature components is missing, which is touch, which is relating uh, you know when you put a mask on the face, I think the part of empathy goes away because our mirror neurons uh rely on that genuine connection mm-hmm. genuine seeing, and we can't genuinely see anymore
2: mm. yeah i've been I've been thinking about that a great deal and and also really hearing it on this podcast from from doctors, from nurses um from therapists. Um, this, this question of, I wonder whether we will, well, hopefully there'll be a point where we no longer have to be wearing masks, but while we do, whether our mirror neurons will adjust and we'll be able to read more into each other's eyes, or I don't know. I mean, I'm just looking for shreds of, of hope there. And I guess I want to end by asking you, as you're going through this life that contains so much and so many different ways of seeing, um, which is one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you on. What's bringing you hope?
3: First and foremost, I think without hope, there is nothing. I do have hope and I have a great belief in human nature, our tenacity to survive. I know the truth that it is not the strongest or the fittest that survives but it it is who uh, that can adapt that will survive. We will have to adapt the way that we do business. And my greatest hope, Danny, is that through this pandemic, we learn that being self-centered, being so focused on the individual need what is it that I need? What is it that I want? How do I want it? And how quickly can you give it to me? I hope we shift from that to more collective and understand that we're a species that need one another versus separating from one another. Mm. I am doing everything I can to set that message forth.
2: That's beautiful, Ruben. I mean, that is the lesson that we... We really must take away, I mean, not just metaphorically, but literally we are all dependent on one another right now and never has that been clearer. So that is my hope too, is that we understand that we, we truly are, all of us, in this together. And actually, I, I lied. I have one more question. Are you going to be flying again soon?
3: Yes, I will be flying soon. Uh, the company that I work for uh, had asked for anybody who could take a leave so that they could really manage their cash flow. So I decided to take the month of May and June off, take some time and do some self-reflection. And I will go back to flying in July.
2: Mm. Well, it's a wonderful time to have that time for self-reflection.
3: Yes, it is the
2: springtime and a beautiful part of the world with the birds chirping and, and hope in the air. So thank you so much. And, uh, I'll probably I'll probably see you in the air sometime in the not-too-distant future.
3: Well, if you fly to L.A. or San Francisco um, on a Thursday through Monday, chances are you will. Chances are. Thank you so much, Danny. It was a pleasure. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to express myself.
2: Thank you. Bye-bye. Take You're care. You're
3: welcome. Bye-bye.
2: Thanks for listening to The Way We Live Now tell us the way you're living now. We want to hear. Call us on, you might want to get a pen for this, 909-713-8995. That's 909-713-8995. And record your story, and we might just use it on the pod. Also, you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash the way we live now pod. We are creating a community here, and we would love for you to join us. You can find me on Instagram at Danny Ryder. The Way We Live Now is a production of iHeartRadio. It's produced by Lowell Beth Ann Macaluso is executive producer. Special thanks to Tristan McNeil and Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Hi there. I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing.